0: It's Tennessee Titans suck, and we're all here together. We're at the Titans garage sale uh, in a long line waiting to go in to, I guess, buy some stuff they want to offload, but uh, the more important thing is me, big fella, Landon, we're here in this stadium for the first time since it's hard to even believe this December 2019 Saints game, right? So all right, guys, we're back. We're finally back in the stadium.
1: We are back. I was back one game during COVID. but. Definitely not the experience I expected or, you know, the ones that I've come to love and appreciate. Yeah, and we're already
2: 90 days away from the NFL season, so hopefully the summer just keeps on rolling. So uh, we were doing some testing earlier, and uh, Landon's uh, test audio was,
0: I got up, I've been here since 630. I mean, we... John and I came here two years ago, and it is interesting, but it's really just fun to be around other Titans fans, be in line, see each other. Um, and there are some interesting things, some, I guess, bobbleheads and other things that they uh, – shirts from their old 5Ks. But I just think the energy of our fan base is uh, kind of on display here, guys. I mean, I know, John, you were looking back. If you can kind of explain how many people you think here are here. And uh, I know that you got here about 6.30. Um, it's kind of good to see our
1: fan base kind of uh, even for small stuff like this uh just just kind of be here and be ready. Yeah, I got here about 6:30 and I was probably about 100 120 people back and since we've been in line it's grown. I'd guess to probably around 4 to 500 people are here. I showed up about 7:30 and it's
0: that thing like um it's like a Seinfeld episode where you know is anybody going to yell at you for Cutting line, but no one did. I guess it's we all have to go in together, but still, it's kind of weird. But what well, I'm here <laughs> naturally, yeah, yeah my, my bodyguard's here. Um, so guys, let's talk a little Titans. Um, we've of course, um, joined you last week for uh, Julio talk, and uh, the big, uh, I guess, news this week is seeing him on the practice field and kind of the number situation. So we were talking this morning about um, you know, how that all went down. Landon, any surprises
2: about who's getting what number? I think two was a bit of a surprise. It didn't really have any history to Julio. I thought eight would have been the most realistic. That was his college number. But apparently he and A.J. Brown have been to dinner. They're pretty much best buds. I'm sure A.J. Brown's in heaven. And They pretty much just came up with a way for his number and A.J. Brown's number to pretty much equal Derrick Henry's number. And just have a fun little synergy between them and two is a decent wide receiver number for single digits i wouldn't have gone with it but i've said two is an underrated
1: number for receivers in college for a long time well and one plus one is two, two and two times eleven is 22. 22 so it's the three-headed monster you got julio aj derrick and that's what julio said he mm-hmm. said I, I want people to remember there are three of us you know i wondered uh, when they made that rule
0: change and they let people wear whatever number they want to, which I'm, that was a long time coming, if Derrick Henry would eventually want to move back um, to two that he wore at Alabama. But you guys made a good point uh, this morning that, uh, was that you, uh, John, or Landon, that said, you know, he's as a pro, he's 22, and he's sort of earned that, and uh, he's in the National Hall, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Obviously, that play that he ran, we went and saw him and they have him already, like, obviously not as a player but just for that play and so I guess um we we know for sure that he's not he's not ever going to do that because I would imagine he had a chance to do that
1: yeah I think so and like you said it was at the 99 yard run in the game where he had 236 against as Landon puts it against the Jags <laughs> as if it does it still has merit to me but uh yeah they already have that jersey there so he's already represented in canton so i don't see a guy like him changing his number like this and also i think when he picked 22 he had some personal ties to it with a friend that passed away or something along those lines so it makes sense and i think he stays guys yes julio jones is 32 but he's had a remarkable career um i know
0: a lot of people want to throw cold water on on this uh, transaction, but I mean, the guy looks good. Looks like he has, you know, we can. We talked about this in our last episode. There's a, at least a 50% chance this is a big, big, big-time um, acquisition for us on the field, especially for next year. All that being said, is this the biggest acquisition in Titans history? What what would be as big, like a? star coming to us like in a trade or free agency um is this our is this our biggest get in in 20 years
2: i would say for sure just not just because of the area we live in with how social media has made the game all so much better but julio has pretty much been one of the brightest stars in football for a decade straight everyone knows him everyone wants him and for the titans to get him in in NFL, nfl media is losing their minds. They're all turn- changing their tune on the Titans. They think yeah. we're now legit contenders, and really, we haven't had another superstar addition like Julio has. So by default, it has to be Julio Jones. Yeah, John, uh, I was trying to think uh, what
0: what would be second, or is there something we're just not thinking of? What what are what could
1: even be compared to this? Well, I think the big difference is this was a trade rather than a free agent acquisition, which we have. We've had a couple of those. You think your Brian Arakpo's? You think of your Kevin Mowai? Um, the other big, the only other trade I can think of that's big was Demarco Murray. That was pretty big at the time, and then he followed it up immediately with. Uh, Uh, over a thousand yard season his first season as a titan and then we had the exotic smash mouth so that was big but i think julio definitely headlines this list of acquisitions to the titans um we've never had a superstar like this i remember we had randy moss when he was a free agent we talked about it on the last episode yeah he was he was already a little bit washed up and we didn't really use him how we didn't i don't think he caught a single pass for us um let alone play in many games but this is definitely on a different level. I think this makes us immediate contenders. And I didn't even tell you guys this, but I bet I put a bet on us months ago to win the Super Bowl. And DraftKings is already trying to buy me out after we signed Julio. What odds did you get from DraftKings? I don't even remember. But I think I put down a hundred bucks, and I could win four thousand. So forty. No. Yeah, forty to
0: one. Yeah, I know you did that bet for fifty to one when we made that run to the Super Bowl, so, wow, all right. I'm in. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned those other trades and free agent acquisitions, and those are good, but I, I think they're in a different tier of Julio. Even if uh, even if he doesn't have the same in the tank, um, Landon, it, it seems like just the, like you were saying earlier, just the waves that it sent from, a, like, a media standpoint, um, it's just been – it's just been different. We don't have a long history of big-time trades or uh, or free agent signings because that's just not how we've built this team. Um, you guys have any comment on Tannehill restructuring his contract, taking it as a signing? Like I said, that's a good sign from our ownership. They're willing to pay that money up front. Um, for me, that's not a big surprise. That's just another loophole that teams are doing now. But that does send a message, right, that – uh, last year, when Ron Tannehill signed that deal, we were talking about, oh well, what if he flops? What if, what if it doesn't go as well uh, in year two as a starter? Um, we'll owe him this money, that money. That's kind of with the year he had. This is another signal that this is Tannehill's team, just for the
2: absolute foreseeable future, right? Absolutely. We have about twenty about twenty four games, regular season games, of elite, like top five quarterback production over the past two years. He's pretty much been second best or third best quarterback behind Mahomes and Rodgers and the offense around him if you're worried that he's elevated by his surrounding talent this is as good as it'll be around him obviously the tight end situation looks pretty bleak and underwhelming but just the talent we've talked about the three-headed monster and the offensive line is going to be back to being solid again like this is the best Ryan Tannehill is going to have and the fact that he could be even better after having 40 touchdowns and being a Pro Bowl snub, and then having one of the best efficiency seasons ever in his first year is pretty exciting. Yeah, when the dust as the dust has settled on his year last
0: year, um, just remarkably, remarkably, remarkably good year. I mean, um, he was a top five quarterback in pretty much every sense when you think about uh, on paper, anyway. And he certainly looked that part this year coming up. As we're sitting here, we're like you said, we're ninety days from you know getting um, everything underway. It's going to be about, like we did two years ago, our coaching staff is going to need to get these guys on defense ready. I don't think the talent was that much off in 2020 than it was 2019. We did lose some important keys, but it's going to be missed assignments, everybody on the same page. I think it's going to be Uh, coaching and pride and just getting back because we just need an NFL average defense into what Landon was saying. This offense is just the expectations good, but it doesn't matter. I mean, for me, that's what I'm going to think and say all summer, John, is uh, our defense has just got to kind of put their, they just got to get their head on straight, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. And before I move on to defense, I wanted to make a comment on Tannehill the only thing that makes me nervous about his restructure is his cap number for next year I think it's at about 41 and which is a big number they'll keep kicking it down like they did um like Drew uh, Drew with Drew Brees as long as it's whatever that that'll be the plan yeah and I, I hope that's fine but you know I mean then you get to that point like Drew Brees where you can't kick the can down the road anymore and you know you're forced into some Weird decisions that you normally wouldn't make, but I trust J. Rob to get it done and figure it all out. Um, And you know, hopefully the cap will continue to rise. It's supposed to go up to 208 next year, so I mean, we've got some room. But back to what you were saying about defense, I definitely think we need to take that next step. And think about this too: last year we didn't really have an off season; we transitioned defensive coordinators. So I think having an off season. This year is going to be huge, um, and obviously we had some players that did not play to their potential. Like Byard did not play super well, Vaccaro did not play really well. I mean, I think Vaccaro made a handful of plays that were incredible, which is kind of his normal. But usually he's con- consistent, average to above average, and he was not that last year. Um, we didn't have a Dory Jackson all year, so I think there are a lot of big things that are going to happen for this defense. We got a lot of young guys that. Um, really have to step up, and I think they will. So, basically, being in line just
0: brings up this to mind for me. This isn't anything we'll see up here, but it just makes me wonder, like, if you could have any piece of Titan's memorabilia,
2: anything, (laughs) what would it be? We talked about this off-air a bit beforehand, but... I would definitely take Derrick Henry's 2019 jersey from the wild card against the Patriots. I know he's had better statistical games like Thursday night against the Jags, last week 17 against the Texans to get to 2,000, but just for the stakes and how good he was, I don't think we've kind of forgotten just because it's faded to the overall playoff run, but it was legitimately Derrick Henry against the world, against one of the best defenses of the 21st century, and Bill Belichick couldn't do anything about it. Derrick Henry accounted for 80% of our scrimmage yards. We had an entire, a full two-minute drill from our own 25 where Derrick Henry had every touch, every yard. He ran the ball six of eight times. We scored a touchdown. And in the fourth quarter, he got several big first downs to help ice the game. And it was just, when you look at it, it was Derrick Henry would not be denied, single-handedly ended the
1: dynasty. A big fella, if you could have anything in the old big fella cave, uh, what would it be? We went back and forth on this for a little bit. I think in the end, I like those kind of things that are revenge pieces. So I would take Tom Brady's last pass attempt, the ball from Tom Brady's last pass attempt as a Patriot, which we all know was picked off by Logan Ryan for a pick six. That would be pretty pretty big up there on the list, especially for my lack of love for... Mr. Brady. Do you think we could get Brady to sign that, probably? Oh, I would totally get him to do it. We just get on the boat with him next
0: year or during their Super Bowl? Just get him drunk first. (laughs) Dad! No! (laughs) Totally. So, uh, all three of our answers are going to be from, you know, this current chapter of Titans history, so it's no disrespect to, um, you know, the, the McNair years and Eddie George and all that, but I just think... I feel like there's potential for us to be on the prefaces, the prefaces of maybe a championship. Um, we never know. It's going to be up to these guys and this whole team. But it, that's why I think we're not I, – I think easily five years ago it would have been, you know, have to do with Music City Miracle and all that. But I just think uh, it's a mindset that this fan base has that I think we might have even better things ahead. Mine is, um, of course, my favorite player is A.J. Brown. And um, that first game uh, – of his as a pro in Cleveland when he threw the first haymaker you would say and that um when he caught that pass uh, that punt from uh, Mariota uh basically uh, in the air I would want that game worn jersey we were at that game me and big fella um I know that's sentimental like s- some of y'all's but um yeah I just uh, I know you guys uh listening at home y'all have uh, something that everybody that's part about fandom is you know something jumps out to you that may not jump out uh to everybody else All right, fellas, so we've uh, experienced the uh, Titans garage sale and uh, aptly named uh, because if I'm not mistaken, 90% of that stuff was up there two years ago, like the exact same stuff. Don't want to really badmouth our team, but uh, I think you guys know how we feel about (laughs) operations. There are so many opportunities uh, from a game day or a fan experience that have nothing to do with the on the field product that are just
1: kind of missed opportunities, right? I definitely think so. I mean, we talked in the 10 seconds we were in there um, about a couple things they can do to kind of, you know, if they want to make money, they can. And if they want to put on a good event, they can still do that too. Um, but I, I just think overall the execution of our event staff is not really well.
0: It's just an opportunity, Atlanta, where they had thousands of fans in the middle of off season, obviously so jazzed that they wake up, early on a Saturday just to basically get in the stadium. Bit of a missed opportunity uh, to reward
2: those fans, right? I think so. And I'm a bit stingy with money compared to some people. But I thought the pricing was really outrageous. They had like old, our old jerseys, so the ones before the whole scheme change. They didn't even have names on the back. It was just Times jersey number, not even a name, so you couldn't even get a throwback if you wanted. And they were charging $50 for a ripped-up off-brand Tiny jersey I did find they had cool hatch prints on for a dollar that was nice and the bobbleheads if you didn't get if you didn't have them unlike these two are probably good but overall it was it was really disappointing only thing I really got out of this day was I got to hang out with you guys and we just talked football for a bit
0: I think that's the idea why most people were there just to just to kind of be back in the stadium and kind of feel the energy
1: yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, if you're the first couple of 10 fans, you might get something kind of neat. Like, they were selling, like, the the plywood cutouts of the players they used to have in the stadium. That's kind of cool. But, again, where are you really going to put that? Um, I, I think there are some other cool signed things that go really quick with within the first, like, one or two people. But if you're not going to get here at 4.30 in the morning, you're not going to get that stuff. I mean, kind of like everything. But, um overall it's just fun to get back to the stadium obviously we are not on the field or in our seats but we are here at titan stadium we get to go through the tunnels through the halls and that's always fun so it's just you know titan football baby excited for this season uh, obviously um got a lot that
0: we've we've had an interesting offseason right it's been fun julio jones has been just absolutely the icing on the cake it ain't over <laughs> um i'm just really pumped um f- as we get out of here, we'll go, I guess, non-Titans because I think for every NFL fan, the only thing to put a bow on this offseason is uh, if if you think Aaron Rodgers is really going to um, uh, work his way out of Green Bay. Um, just real quickly, guys, uh, prediction. I mean, is he? It's, what's going to happen? Is he going to be in another uniform? Are they going to call his bluff? What happens with Aaron Rodgers between now and training camp?
2: I would say I would give it 30, 70 odds he gets traded. I know that he's upset and the media is spinning that he wants to get out. And I'm sure if the right trade offer is there, the Packers will take it and might just be having to work around it because they're in an awkward position where, with Jordan Love, they already have their quarterback of the future in theory, so they can't trade for a young guy. They can't, trading for picks is going to be difficult. But I don't think Rodgers will hold out. I know he's made a ton of money he can afford to. But he wants to win the Packers for all their faults. They've lost the NFC Championship game the past two years. They're roughly the same that they have been. He's, he's a competitor, even though he can be a brat about it. He's going to play if worse comes to worse. He's going he's gonna to hold out like Clowney did, even though Clowney didn't have a team. He's going to be grumpy. He's going to be a jerk. And he's going to be a top-five quarterback next year because Aaron Rodgers is not going to take a year off in his prime. Or the end of his prime, just to make a point.
0: Yeah, I would have a hard time believing that. So this is probably going to come to some kind of head, or just be a question of of where and if it's going to ultimately be the right decision for him.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to end up staying in Green Bay. I mean, with a veteran like Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't really need the 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 voluntary workouts or anything in the off season. He's going to, you know, they didn't draft a whole lot of special. Uh, um, position talent as far as receiver or running back, so those guys kind of know what he does. He knows them. Um but I I just, you know, it's just weird. And normally these things kinda work themselves out. And I think Aaron Rodgers is still gonna suit up for Green Bay. But it's the murkiest his future's ever been. Um so I'll be curious to see what happens. Um the other guy I wanna watch and see what happens with is uh formerly of the Houston Texans or still with the Houston Texans, uh Deshaun Watson. I wonder where he will suit up next year if he will.
0: I would say he will not. And that is going to be super interesting, but I think that is gonna be decided not by um, you know, uh, guys in a in um inside um one of these NFL uh front offices. That's gonna be decided in court first. That's uh in even way weirder storyline uh, so yeah a lot of stuff to still talk about we'll be back with you when we can we'll be talking about stuff and just countdown begins to training camp 90 days well right.
1: until game time
0: all right guys uh until then tighten up tighten up tighten up